Hey, what's up, y'all? It is Joy Marie McKenzie, and you are listening to the second episode of The Engagement Game. Thank you guys so much for coming back and tuning in. I really do appreciate the support. And if you're just listening for the very first time, you are in for a super, super treat because this episode, this topic, I know it's going to be a little controversial, Um, and so I'm looking forward to it. This week's episode, we are talking, do men really want to get married? I cannot wait to delve deeper into this topic. And if you're wondering why the podcast is called The Engagement Game, why we're talking about dating and marriage and love and engagement, it's because this podcast is to celebrate my paperback edition of The Engagement Game. It's my memoir where I spoke about how I was desperate to get married. And I'm not ashamed to say that now. Um, but I was ashamed to admit that then when I was in this five-year relationship with this guy who I thought I loved, and I still do believe that I loved him, but I just was not intentional in dating him. You know, I met him when I was 21. We sort of dated until I was 28. So y'all can do the math. It's a little bit messy. There's some extra years in there. Mind y'all business. But, um, but so I, um, I speak about how the journey I went from trying to get this guy to to propose to me to then understanding that there was nothing that I could do and that the best course of action was to really think about the best type of wife I wanted to be. Um, And honestly, that that tiny shift in my mindset where I took it off of him and put it on myself really, truly made the difference. And um, not that this is like a success story, because I think that my story would be a success even if I wasn't engaged. But um, literally a couple of years later, I met my fiance at a wedding and we're planning our wedding for August. And so I'm really excited that I can finally say this is what I did. And here's my proof of concept. Like, I know that this works. I know that shifting your mindset and being concerned with the type of woman that you want to be in partnership with someone else instead of worrying about them Um truly works because it worked for me. Anyway, that's a long introduction. I kind of want it to be short because I'm trying to get into the meat and potatoes um, of this. But sort of each episode of this podcast touches on a question that I got when I was out on the road promoting this book. I went all over the country from New York to Baltimore to DC to Atlanta to San Francisco um, to Chicago. And there were so many questions from audience members and book readers and some of them stumped me. And one question that you know comes up over and over again, whether it's through talks or my texts or my DMs, it is, do men really want to get married? And you know, for a very long time, this was a a touchy subject for me because I felt like they didn't. You know, I was with a man who said he wanted to get married, but I was unclear if he wanted to get married to me, and that is a huge difference. And so before we sort of delve deeper into this topic, I went all around New York City asking men and women alike what they thought. Do men really want to get married? And here's what they had to say. I can't say. That's a, stop it with these difficult questions. <laughs> Do men really want to get married? You know, I think that you can't say that there's all, you know, one type of man. There's one belief, you know, there's, there's, I'm sure that there are some men who want to get married. I've witnessed it. I've seen it. I've seen some happy marriages, some some couples that I certainly believe in, um, both men and women. And there's some men who are like, nah, I'm good. This isn't for me. And, you know, that's that. 90% of men definitely want to get married. 
They want to find the right partner. They want to find someone they can build with and grow with. But the primary issue is that men mature later than women. So in my 20s, never in a million years would I ever consider marriage. I had so many options. The world was my oyster. But as I grew up and I saw what I was missing out on, compatibility, partnership, trust. I knew that I had to get married, start a family, and begin building my legacy. Do men really want to get married? Yeah, I think they do. I think they want commitment and value it, especially when you look sometimes like in the corporate space, people value having a partner, that stability. So I think a lot of men do. I think a lot of men don't know that they do. We do want to find that companion, life companion, but the idea of this legal marriage which cost over fifty thousand, sixty thousand. If you born like me, a hundred thousand opposed to putting money down on a house, it seems so horrible. And then if you do decide you wanna break off your vows, you gotta pay more money. I think that's what scares people now. But I, I'm pretty sure my grandparents they paid as much money for a wedding. They were together for eighty years. All right, so y'all heard from that last guy, and I think it was super telling that when I asked him, do men want to get married, he spoke about how, sure, you know, we want to get married, but like, do I really want to spend $50,000 or $100,000 on a wedding? And as y'all probably have already guessed, I'm a writer, and so language is super important to me. And so, you know, I didn't ask him, did he want to get have a wedding, you know, Um I asked him, did he want to get married? And I think that we have to be very careful in this podcast and in our relationships and beyond that we don't conflate those two terms. Like, sure, maybe you don't want to have a wedding because you don't want to have that financial constraint and spend $50,000 or $100,000 on a wedding. I get that. But that's not the question. The question is, do men want to get married? He also spoke about... Um, do He also spoke about divorce. And again, that's not marriage. That is... Um, divorce, right? Which is completely different. Um, it is sort of the demise of a marriage. And I think that we should focus on marriage, like for the sake of this podcast and for the sake of being clear, okay, um, we are talking about marriage, not weddings, not divorces, not anything else, but a companionship, a lifelong, hopefully, companionship that is beneficial for both parties. So yeah. All right. So let's get on down into it. And this week, I'm sad to say, well, actually not really, but I don't have a guest. That's the point. Um, And part of the reason is because I am expecting, yay, clap, clap, clap. I'm expecting. And so um, as I'm getting deeper into this pregnancy and y'all will probably hear me breathing a little heavily and doing all that, don't judge me, child, because I have a a whole baby um, who is taking up space (laughs) And so as I get deeper into this pregnancy, it is harder for me um, to go to a studio and, and book people. So, but I still, God has really, truly still placed this on my heart to talk about these things. And so, you know, I'm a journalist. I do my research. So we're going to talk about this any old how, um, but I'm really excited. I mean, I'm going to pull this off. Like, I don't doubt myself. All right. So anyway, so let's just, let's just get started. Do men really want to get married? The statistics say that men and women these days are getting married at a much, uh, much later in life, right? Um, And especially for black women and black men, we're not partnering and getting married until we're in our early 30s. And 
I wrote this book, The Engagement Game, when I was 28. And so I was dealing with a lot of comparison and envy and jealousy when I saw on my timeline, my girlfriends, my line sisters, my cousins all getting married in their 20s. And I felt like I was being left behind. I felt like I must be something must be wrong with me because I'm not getting this done. But the reality is, is that men and women are getting later are getting married later in life, the latest ever in modern history. Um, and so part of me wants to say no <laughs> based on those stats, right? Like men don't want to get married. They, they hold it off just like we are. But before we say no definitively, let me just take you down a little path. A lot of the times for men, and I don't want to speak for them, but hell, that's what the podcast topic is. So let's just like, leave me alone. Give me some grace in that. But, um, there are so many societal ideals of what a marriage is right now that I think can be toxic um, and can lead to men being hesitant to want to marry, right? Um, and this idea that a marriage is supposed to, or your husband or your or your wife is supposed to be everything for you. Not only are they supposed to love you unconditionally, but they got to be your best friend. You, they have to be your therapist, your counselor. It is just like a lot. And even for me, the idea that one person can be all of those things and more. It's a lot of pressure. And so it kind of wants, it kind of makes you not want to walk down the aisle or not have that additional pressure, especially when you don't have your own stuff together. Okay. Um, and a lot of men in their 20s and early 30s, for that matter, they're still figuring it out. Um, they're still um, trying to get it together. And this sort of reminds me of a DM that I got. Every time I do one of these podcasts, I go to Instagram and I say, DM me if you want to join the podcast. And my friend, I'm not going to call him out because he didn't say I could say his name, but he's in his early 30s and he lives in the South. And when I approached this question, when I asked this question on my Instagram, he wrote back and he said, I most definitely want to get married and start a family. But it's 100% true that women mature way earlier than men. The concept of marriage was laughable in my 20s. And I think that's just it. I think early on in your 20s, you're not ready. Men and women aren't ready. And so while we may think in our 20s that men don't want to get married, and that could be true, but maybe it's they don't want to get married right now, especially when there's so much societal pressure to be everything for your partner and you can't be everything for your partner when you yourself aren't everything for yourself. Um, and Devon Franklin talks about this in his latest book, The Truth About Men. Um, and I invite you to pick that book up. Devon, uh, he and I hooked up when he was in New York last promoting this book. Um, he let me um, ask him tons of questions at Barnes & Noble. It was really, really dope. Um, so shout out to Devon. Um, but he talks about this in his book, how marriage, and there is this sort of ideal that marriage is a place for healing. And in this book on page 116, he writes, by the time most men and women want to get married, they've had to endure countless amounts of sexual, physical, emotional, and spiritual abuse at the hands of men and women. So marriage might be the first time in their lives where they've had the opportunity to heal from this abuse. It's important for partners to be understanding and help create an environment in the marriage that can contribute to their partner's healing. And I think that's like a lot, right? Like that's a lot of pressure to put on someone. Like marriage is the first time where you aren't dealing with these past traumas and you expect your partner to help you heal. And I don't think Devon is saying, hey, find a partner that can help you heal, that has healing powers. I hope, I don't know, because... Um, 
I haven't read the full chapter, don't judge me. <laughs> but I feel like we should um, really rethink that, that marriage is not a place for healing. And, and in some ways it is, right? But we should come to a marriage already healed. We should not expect our partner to be magical yogis or healers or pastors or counselors. Instead, we should actually seek those persons who have that experience and help us deal with our traumas aside from the relationship. I do not think 100% that I would be engaged right now if I expected my fiance to be my healer, to be my counselor, to be my therapist. That's not his job. He's not trained in that. He ain't go to school. He ain't read enough books. Um, But he and I both met each other when we were both doing the hard work on ourselves. Um, It was so funny when we first met at the wedding. We danced all night long. We had such a good time. And afterwards, we were sitting outside um, and just talking. And I remember he said, can I take you out on a date? And I was like, nah, (laughs) I'm good. I'm not dating right now. I'm working on myself. And he said, well, what do you mean? And I, I pulled out, if you read the book in the engagement game, you read that I created a list of all of the things that I needed to sort of correct about myself. There are things, you know, I'm, I'm dope. Okay. And I've always been dope, but there were things that I needed to correct. Like I cursed too much and, you know, I wasn't always nice to people when I should have been. And there were things that I wanted to work on. And I literally straight pulled up my list and I said, Hey, like, here are all the things that I'm working on. This is why I can't date you. I'm, I'm truly working down this list. And he was like, that's cool, because I got my own list. There's things that I'm working on uh, for my own self. And I think it sort of helped that we were both in that stage of our lives where we recognized that we had to fix things about ourselves before stepping into the relationship. Um, And I think that's important for us to remember. And I think when you think about marriage as a place of healing, it sort of like passes the buck, right? Like it sort of passes the responsibility of doing the work onto your partner. And so if you do that, so often you can fall into a trap of picking the wrong guy again and again and again and again, Khloe Kardashian. Like, you know, you can't, it's hard to take full responsibility when you're saying, well, it's your job to heal me. It's your job to fix me. It's your job to to love me and all of my landmines. And and not only don't step on my landmines, but you need to dismantle my landmines, even though you didn't even create this mess. You know, it's it's hard um, for you to then take responsibility in fixing your own self, but it's hard for you to, to do the hard work when you were expecting other people to do it. But I think if we change that expectation going into it, um, we can create a marriage that is not a place for healing per se, but that is a place for companionship. Like, so listen, I always was not convinced that I could get married or that I wanted to get married. Rather, I should say, I was not convinced that marriage was for me. But when I think of a marriage that is a place for companionship, rather a place for healing, like companionship sounds like a lot better for me. I'm not trying to do a lot of emotional work. Like I have enough emotional work to do on my own. But when you're saying, well, I expect you just to be there for me and to love me and to hold me up, I can do that. That I can do. I'm not sure I can heal you though. Um, That's a little intimidating, but I can totally get down with the companionship part, the love part, the, the fidelity part, the loyalty part, the healing part. I don't know. And I think a lot of men feel the same way. I also want to just reference my very favorite writer of all time, Bell Hooks. In her book, All About Love, 
she talks about all of the ways that men and women love each other. And she speaks about how a lot of times people don't want to get married per se, but there's this sort of expectation on you to get married. And sometimes you're sort of lying to yourself as a way just to, to, to go along to get along. Um, and she writes it in this way. Women are encouraged by sexist socialization to pretend and manipulate, to lie as a way to please. She goes on to say, to know love, we have to tell the truth to ourselves and to others. Creating a false self to mask fears and insecurities has become so common that many of us forget who we are and what we feel underneath the pretense. And I guess that's what this topic really is to get us to do. It's really to get us to investigate what's beneath the pretense. Like, do we really want to get married? And I think if you're thinking about marriage or if you're engaged and you've never asked yourself that question, do yourself a favor and ask yourself, do I really want to get married? I never asked myself that question until I broke up with the guy I wrote about in the book. Um, Because I'm like, what am I doing all of this for? You know, I'm desperate to marry him, but do I even really want to do this? And it wasn't an immediate yes, right? Like I had to think about it. Like, is marriage beneficial for me right now? I I was killing it in my career. Um, I was traveling with my friends. I had a very full and fabulous life. And I had to truly ask myself, is marriage going to be beneficial for me? Or is it going to be more work? Is monogamy something that I want to aspire to? Like those were questions that I asked myself. And I remember talking to my sister about it, especially, and um, she's a minister as well. And I appreciate her and my mother for that matter, because they don't judge me when I ask sort of outlandish questions like, is monogamy really for humans? Um, And I remember telling my sister, like, I'm not sure, like, is monogamy like a thing that we should really be ascribing to? Or is it socialization, child? I was asking all these questions and she was like, and, and she, she put it very simply for me. She was like, so you're telling me you don't believe in monogamy. And I was like, well, I don't know because I don't see a lot of examples. And she's like, our parents, Joy, our, our literal parents. And I'm like, dag, she was right. And, and she started naming our parents and our aunts and our uncles and our friends and our friends' parents. And I guess it just proves like the idea of representation and having healthy representations of marriage and monogamy and reminding yourself of that. That's what sort of brought me back to the side of, okay, I can do marriage because I see so many people who are in loving and happy relationships, including my own parents who raised me, who know me the best that I was like, all right, cool. This is something that does seem appealing to me. But I think it was important for me to take a step back and to come to that realization instead of being sort of like carried down this conveyor belt of life. I would rather have come to that conclusion by myself instead of feeling forced into it because now it's a choice and now it is a choice that I'm I'm lovingly making instead of feeling forced and trapped into it. Um, and I'm sure men and women feel that way. But the reality is, To answer my podcast question, do men really want to get married? I think the answer is, yeah, they do. And I say this because I know too many men who are married. My father, um, my fiance's friends, um, most of them are married. Um, People in my life who, my cousins, um, 
shoot, my own fiance. Like, there's some, he ain't married yet, child, but we gonna get there, we gonna get there. Um, anyway, sorry, I did a little dance. Y'all couldn't see. But um, there are too many men that I know who are married that and who are happily married. But I will say, did I know this many men who were married and happily married in my 20s when I first wrote this book? No, I sure did not. And I think that's a matter of what this what the stats prove, that people are getting married, but they're getting married later in life. And so if you've been sort of questioning like, why I can't find a man that's not marriage material or who doesn't have a marriage mindset. Maybe that man is not ready yet. He's not mature enough yet. Um, or maybe you're just looking in the wrong circle. The stats also say that um, although men and women are getting married later on in life, that they do eventually marry. And in fact, 80% of Americans will get married or have some sort of long-term commitment that mimics marriage um, in their lifetime. 80%. That's a whole lot of y'all. Um, and so the stats prove that men do want to get married, that they in fact not only want to get married, but they do get married. Um, now these stats don't say that the, the marriage is lasting more than a day or 72 days or what have you, but I think that they, it doesn't matter, right? Like the idea is that they still want to get married. If you are dealing with a partner who you're not sure if they want to get married or if you're scared to even ask that question, then question yourself, right? Because if you're not ready to talk about marriage or ask that tough question, and like I said before, language is super important here, don't just ask, do you want to get married, right? Is do you want to get married to me? Um, do you see yourself marrying me? Let that language be super intentional and specific. Um, but if you are afraid to even ask that question, it might not be the right time, you know, for you even, or for your partner. But that sort of wraps up um, this sort of segment. So let's get on down. Let's just go into my DMs because we got some more questions from the audience. All right. So as y'all know, I go to my DMs and I ask the same question. Do men really want to get married? And a lot of people wrote in but I thought this question was super kind of juicy and great for us to talk about on the podcast. So let's hop into my DM. So, of course, she does not want me to say her name. This, this is what the girl said. She said, oh, goodness. Let me see how I can phrase this into a question. But basically, I was involved with the dude for a few years. He never indicated that he wanted to get married or have children. After finding leftovers in his fridge... He never cooked. She puts in parentheses. I asked him if he had a girlfriend. He told me yes. Two weeks later, he was engaged. She found out on social media. And her question is, why do men do that? Girl, because you let them. <laughs> um, and I say this with love, but there's so many like red flags already in this. And I think a lot of it can be resolved. And I'm not even... Okay, I'm just going to go through the red flags real quick because I don't want to belabor this. Um, you've already been put in a very hurtful position, and I'm actually very sorry that happened to you. I don't want to make you feel worse. But the red flags I see here are, you. it says you were involved with him for years. You found leftovers in his fridge, and then you asked him if he had a girlfriend. Okay, that's, that's, that, that's not logical to me. And then he said yes which is another illogical statement um, on his part. And then two weeks later, he was engaged and you found out on social media that that's 
also crazy. And so I think for me, it's all about this whole thing, this whole situation could have been resolved by dating intentionally. And I think if you would have asked him, not after years of dating, but after maybe one date or two dates or three dates, hey, do you have a girlfriend? Um, Are you interested in dating just one person or dating around? Um, What are you looking for right now? If you would have had asked those very specific questions up front, maybe perhaps if he was a better man, he would not have told you he has a girlfriend years after dealing with you. And quite frankly, what man has a girlfriend is still, but that's not your problem. That's his problem. And also I applaud you for asking the question when you saw leftovers in his fridge, because some women would have saw those leftovers and would have still not asked, but you had the courage to ask. Um, And I wonder that when you found out that he had a girl, did you stop dealing with him? Um, It doesn't matter though, because weeks later he got engaged and I hope that you choose better for yourself. And I hope that you don't put yourself in a situation where you are now the side chick to this man who is engaged. And, but to answer your question very specifically, men do this because women allow them to. Um, they know that if they want to be nasty and unhealthy, right? Cause he's sleeping around, um, If they want to cheat and be disloyal, there is always going to be a woman who is there to help them do it. And you have to decide for yourself, am I going to be a part of this dysfunction or am I going to choose myself and choose better for myself and say to myself, I deserve not only some of a man, but I deserve the whole man. And I deserve a man who is not going to cheat on anybody, but who is going to love me and be faithful to me. And so I am praying for you and I'm praying that you, you know, if you want, like, cause I hate to say date intentionally, that's the only way to do this. Like, no, listen, some women ain't ready for all of that. And I I was in a place like that where I was like, I ain't trying to get serious with nobody. And that's cool too. But I think if you are trying to be serious in a relationship, if you are trying to date toward marriage, date intentionally, which means know exactly what you want, right? I'm dating to get married. Express this to men within the first, you know, couple of months. I'm not saying the first day you go out there and we're like, hey, so I'm trying to get married, but what you trying to do? Like, nah, that's going to scare anybody off. But, you know, date, get to know him. And in the first three months, if y'all are vibing, let him know that I'm not just dating because you're cute. Like I'm dating because I want to get married. And um, I did that with my fiance, um, I think it took us about three months to get there and to discover like, oh, you're such a dope person. And eventually I told him, um, it was literally three months because this was, we started dating in August and this was around November. I'm like, all right, so I'm looking for a boyfriend. Are you going to be that person for me? And just know that I'm also dating intentionally for marriage. And if you're not trying, if you don't see that in our future um, or in your future, let me know now because like, After three months, if you let somebody go, it don't hurt that bad. Like, you can get over that, right? Um, And he was down. But I had to have that tough conversation. And quite frankly, I had to have it a couple of times. Um, So don't think that you're going to have this conversation. It's going to be one and done. But you might have to have the conversation a couple of times. Um, But I I would have rather had that that tough conversation at three months rather than after a few years. 
Um, and so I wish you the best of luck, sis. But um, get out of that. Drop him. Like, for real. And he should be ashamed of himself. Um, and I hope his fiance finds out and kicks his ass. Anyway, that's it for me. That's it for the Engagement Game episode two. Thank you guys so much. And be sure to share this podcast, um, comment using the hashtag The Engagement Game, and be sure to pick up my book, The Engagement Game, out in paperback right now. It's a great read. Um, and I mean that. I mean, duh. So, all right, y'all. See y'all next time.